Did your heart just beat? Okay, then praise God. Join us in prayer and fellowship in the name of Jesus. We would love to pray with you and for you in faith. God is an amazing God. His word lasts forever, and I believe you will be blessed as we all fellowship in the name of Jesus Christ. start out with some praise thank the Lord for what he done for us woke us up today that's enough right there um yeah I mean it's, it's just like I said I, I, I want to get on here and I want to talk about the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is a teacher the Holy Spirit is a helper and we just gonna dive in about the Holy Spirit tonight um yeah, I mean, that, that's how we're going to get down. And so, like I said, we got to start out with praise. Got to thank the Lord for, for everything that he's done. He woke us up today. He's able to, 
he, he brought us to this moment to where people tuned in to where I got something prepared for, for all of these things. And so like, it, it's just like, I, 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 me personally, I don't know about everybody else, but me personally, I got to praise and thank God for that because I wouldn't be here without him. And so with that, thank you, Lord. So like I said, going into it, um, talking about the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Um, and a helper. So I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on some stuff, but we we just gonna we gonna dive in. We just I got some bullet points and stuff, but we just gonna we gonna fellowship tonight. Um, just diving in the Holy Spirit. And so with that, with that, with that, with that, we we look at John. In the book of John, Jesus told his disciples. He told his disciples, look, before he left, that that God will provide the Holy Spirit to them once after he was gone. And so, I mean, I'm going to touch on that, but we know, like I said, for those who don't know who the Holy Spirit is or those who might have some questions about the Holy Spirit, God bless you as well. Um, what is the, who is the Holy Spirit? I mean, as some might not know, it's part of the Godhead or the Trinity, as some folks call it, or the Godhead, uh, meaning God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, with that, Jesus let his disciples know. So we got God, the Father, who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come down to earth to give us the example, to die for our sins and show us how to live a life according to how God wants us to live. Then once Jesus transitioned over back into heaven, after he died on the cross, he came to his disciples and gave the Holy Spirit that was in him and in every other believer that accepted Jesus Christ that came after him, the Holy Spirit. And so that's where, like I said, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so with that, it's, uh, uh, like I said, we're going to dive into John. John uh, 14, 26. Like I said, Jesus also told his disciples that the Holy Spirit would teach them things once he left. So let's go to John 14, 26 and see what's, see what's happening. Uh Let me grab my phone. My iPad is acting up a little bit. There we go. All right. John 14, 6. And it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I'm going to keep going. Verse 7. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. I'm going to keep going. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the father and the father is in me? The words I speak are not of my own, but my father who lives in me and does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the father and the father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I'm going to keep rolling. Actually, I'm going to just keep on going. I, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. That's where we get right there. That's where we get in Jesus Christ's name when we pray in Jesus Christ's name. So right here, verse 15, I'm going to keep going real quick. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world, right there, cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. 
but you know him because he lives within you now. And later, I'm sorry, he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me since I live. You also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Right there. Right there. So let me let me go back. Right there, that explains what the Holy Spirit is, who the Holy Spirit is. Like you said right there, right? The Holy Spirit testifies. That that says it right there. Right there. And and so like I said, keep going on the the, the book of John, the chapter of John. The book of John, I'm sorry, it, it really speaks on the Holy Spirit. Later, Jesus explained that the Holy Spirit will give guidance in all truth. That's what, let me go to that right there. Let me go to that right there. John 16, 13. Let me just jump over two chapters. 16, 13. And it says, I want to make sure I get, I'm in New Living. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Mm. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. And he will tell you about the future. I'm going to keep going. He will bring the glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Okay. So, He's going to get the glory. So now there's that bridge. There's that bridge. The Holy Spirit and God. Okay. So we got that bridge to God through the Holy Spirit. I'm just trying to break it down for everybody. And all things belong to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. That's Jesus talk. That's red letters. That's what Jesus let his disciples know. That's what Jesus let his disciples know. So, so we see right there, we see right there, the Holy Spirit is a teacher. The Holy Spirit is a helper. Because it said, the Holy Spirit will teach them. And will, when Jesus leaves, the Holy Spirit will teach them in all truth. That's, that's in John chapter 16, verse 13. That's what I just read. And then we see also John himself in 1 John chapter 2, 27, that the Holy Spirit will remain in you after you become a born-again Christian. After you become, after you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when the Holy Spirit will come in and dwell within you. Because now it's saying, yep, I'm, I'm, we're surrendering our life to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is of Jesus Christ. So, why do we think that it's such a important thing that you know, we have people that don't believe in God. We have other religions that don't believe in Jesus Christ. They said, that's fine. All of that's fine. You can, you can choose that. But when you go against the Holy Spirit, that that's blasphemy. That's kind of, that right there is sinning yourself. That's an unforgivable sin. Unforgivable sin. So what happens with an unforgivable sin? You're sinning yourself. You're condemning yourself. To him. When we go against the Holy Spirit, because that's that's the spirit of God that He put into every person, everybody that came after Jesus Christ that believes in Him. That's why it's God the Father, God the Son, and then the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit. When, and, and another thing that I, I want to touch on too is that in the beginning, when there was nobody on earth. Let us, God said, let us, that's plural, let us. That means Jesus was there the whole time. Let us make man in our image. There wasn't nobody else. So, so it's God the Father, God the Son, meaning Jesus Christ, and then the Holy Spirit came. Let us make man in our image. So I wanted, I wanted to touch on that as well.
But like I said, John explained in first John that the Holy Spirit will remain in you after you're a born again believer and teaches you about all things. So that's where now, not necessarily saying we know right from wrong, because we always know right from wrong. Once we get to a certain age, we know right from wrong. But what I'm saying is, once the Holy Spirit comes into us, now we have, now we can have a sense of peace, even though our situation may not be, it may not have changed. We can have peace in our situation. You see what I'm saying? Our, our, our physical situation, it may be, I don't know, homelessness or, or whatever the case may be. We, we may, it may be something. It may be anything, but once we know that we have the Holy Spirit within us, now we have peace. God will give us that peace. God will give us that rest because he's like, look, we, we, we know the encouraging scriptures. We, we know all of the scriptures where if God is for me, who could be against me? We know all of these things. But once we have that Holy Spirit within us, now it's really like, okay, now I can have, now I can sit back take a deep breath and know that everything is going to be okay. Know that everything is going to be okay because we gave our, we submitted our lives to Jesus Christ. Whether we became, if, if we got baptized and that's how we became a believer of Jesus Christ or we confess with our mouth saying that we, we want Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. Either one of them. It might be a situation where we can't get baptized. We, we just can't. We might be in a country where, obviously, persecution for being baptized in prison, on our, on our deathbed, or whatever the case may be. But now, okay, once we gave our life to Christ, now we see what the Holy Spirit can do within us. And that's where, that's where, if we, if we really think about it, I got it down here, but I'm going to touch on it right now. Once we receive the Holy Spirit, once we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and we receive the Holy Spirit, then we have a reverent fear of God, which is what? The beginning of knowledge. Oh, let's keep dropping now. Which is now the beginning of knowledge, which is now understanding, which is now wisdom. All of these things, because we believe that the Holy Spirit dwells within us now now we have wisdom now we have knowledge now we have an understanding of what god wants from us because the holy spirit will always be in direct connection with us through god the father that's what jesus said in his word that's that's real letters in, in john john 16. so what i'm saying is what i'm saying is this the holy spirit will reveal deep truths about himself to the believers of Jesus Christ. He will, he will, he will give us that understanding. We will, now we will have the scales fall off our eyes. We will be able to see clearly what God is calling us to do. We know, like I said, we can, we can think we know because we hear and I'm doing good deeds or I'm feeding the homeless or I'm giving out money or, or anything like that. But if we don't have that Holy Spirit dwelling within us, what are we doing it for? Now we're doing it for, for us to be glorified. Now we're, now we're idle. Now we're putting ourselves as a, as a level of God. God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. So even with that in first John, like I said, um, first John chapter, first John chapter two, verse 27. Once we become a born again believer, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. It remains in us. That's when it will start teaching us about things of Christ. That's when it will start teaching us about what God expects of us. Once we submit and accept our, our, once we submit our lives to Christ, and have that understanding like, look, it ain't me that's doing this. I can't do this on my own. I need help. I need the Father. I need the Jesus. I need the Lord to, breast, to bring me through whatever situation or whatever, anything. I need the Lord to get me through, to save me. 
Even even Paul talked about this in First Corinthians. He, he even talked about this First Corinthians um, chapter two, and so that's where this whole thing in, in, in chapter two, this whole thing about the Holy Spirit isn't real and the Holy Spirit is this and the Holy Spirit there's no such thing as all of that. We read in in First Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen what Paul was saying. So let, let's dive in. Let's dive into what it says. Paul was talking about the Holy Spirit and understanding the mystery and wisdom of God. Hmm. The mystery and wisdom of God, which can only be revealed through the Holy Spirit. So Paul was saying, let's read what it says. Chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. That makes sense. If you're not spiritual, you can't receive the truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. And they can't understand it. Mm. That's why we see other religions saying the Holy Spirit is no such thing and all of this stuff and all of that stuff about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. One, they think that their mind is saying this. It, it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. This and this and it doesn't make sense. But I'm going to keep going. It is only for those who are spiritual that can understand what the Spirit means. So it's going to look crazy to everybody else that we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Because they don't have the Spirit of God in them. I mean, that's just, we'll look crazy talking about, if we're believers, we'll look crazy talking about something else that we don't know. Because we, we're, not, we're not that other religion, or we don't believe in this, or we don't believe in whatever, anything else. We believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. So if we believe in something else, we're going to look crazy because we're, we're trying to understand that. We just can't. And so, like I said, that's the reason right there. There's so much outrage about the Holy Spirit from non-believers of Jesus Christ. It is solely stated in this verse. If they are not seeking the Holy Spirit, because it sounds foolish, they won't understand the basis of our faith. Which is Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But if we just read all of Hebrew chapter 11, that whole chapter is on faith. Old Testament and New Testament. Faith in the Holy Spirit, faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith that situations will change. All of these things. If we read Hebrews chapter 11. That right there, like I said, that's the reason right there why non-believers of Jesus Christ don't understand the Godhead. God the Father, that doesn't make any sense, right? It's not going to make sense. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's not going to make sense to anybody else outside of the faith. That's what I want us to understand. That's what I want us to understand. And so, like I said, we read chapter 11, that whole chapter is just, the whole chapter is on faith. That whole chapter. Chapter 11 is just faith, 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 faith. I mean, even if we go to the Old Testament, we're talking about Proverbs 9, where the Lord is, is the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom Knowledge resulting in good judgment. Mm. So what you mean? So once we accept Jesus Christ, now I have a fear of God. If I don't, if I don't think, I'm honest to think about this. It's not about religion. It's not about religion. It's about as a as a son or a daughter having respect for dad or mom. You have a, a certain fear from them because they are over you okay so 
when I was a child, my mom and dad, I, I had a fear for of them because if I if I did something wrong, I got tightened up or I got disciplined or whatever the case may be. I had a fear for them because that one, they're my protector. Two, they're over me. They take care of me. So you have to have a fear of them because it's, it's you're dependent. That's that's why where I was looking for. We're dependent on our parents. Okay, so now. Once we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, now we have a realization like, look, I can't be dependent on myself. I can be a independent man, but I'm, am, I am very much dependent on God because if God don't wake me up in the morning, I can't do it. I can't tell the sun to come up or go down or, or stop right there. I can't say, hey. It's 36 degrees in Michigan. I need it to be 75 tomorrow. I, I, I just can't do that. I'm dependent on God. I'm dependent on God to keep my heart beating all the days of my life. I can't do it. There's nothing that I can do. I am dependent. So right there, there's a fear of God because I have wisdom. I have knowledge that it ain't me. I have a fear of God. So now I have wisdom and knowledge because there's something... I know what it is. There's something higher than me that's protecting me, which is God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within me, and that's in direct communication. When I go to pray to God, when I go to when I go to uh, have fellowship with the Lord, when I ask God, God, what do you want from me? What do you need from me today? I'll hear him clearly because I have that relationship. We, we can't, we can't uh, look at our, our relationship as one-sided. God expects stuff from us as well because he sent his son to die for us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. So it's like, okay, well, I, I, I gave you the opportunity to be saved, the opportunity to be here in heaven with me once you transition over into this, until to death. But there is something that we must do, God, and that's tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. That's simple. God is saying, look, just feed my sheep. Go out there and spread my word about me, about how, what must I do to be saved? What must happen to, for, for me to have life in heaven for eternity? Believing in Jesus Christ. Living according to word, living according to the word of God, accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's what God is calling us to do, and I, I, that's a that's a great opportunity for me because I know where my mind was at. I know where my heart can go. I know where my emotions will let me be able to do and not be able to do. And God saying, "Look, I just need you to feed my sheep." follow my word to tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ and you can be with me mm. I, I'm I, I'm gonna take that all day long so going back getting back into it real quick real quick real quick it says like I said Proverbs 9 and 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge resulting in good judgment that's a good judgment to accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior again it might look crazy to everybody else because they're not spiritual. It might look crazy to everybody else because, again, they don't look at the Holy Spirit as the help. They don't look at the Holy Spirit as this is what God has given me. They, It, it just... Mm. Jesus, I'm praying for everybody, but everybody has an opportunity, though. That's the thing. Everybody has an opportunity to be saved through Jesus Christ and receive that Holy Spirit. I'm going to bring on my brother, Gavin. And so with that, like I said, the Holy Spirit is the help. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is a teacher. The Holy Spirit will comfort us through, through trials. The Holy Spirit will will have the Holy Spirit will have us being in peace with a certain situation that we have. Like I said, our 
our scenario might not change or the physical situation might not change. I might be living in my car, but I know I got peace that God ain't going to keep me here. I have peace that the Holy Spirit will comfort me by believing in his word because his word is the truth. His word is a lie. And so with that, like I said, it's, that's, that's, that's wisdom, that's knowledge, that's good judgment. We have to have a strong belief that the Lord is our helper. That the Holy Spirit has came down to help us, to dwell within us, to comfort us when we're going through issues. We have to have that. We, have to, we know that. We also know one thing of going back to about Jesus and his disciples before he gave them, before he left and, and the Holy Spirit came down upon them. He never deserted his disciples. He never left them. So that scripture comes to my mind. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus never left. Even when Jesus ascended, in, he came back and was talking to him. After he died on the cross, Thomas was, hey, Thomas was doubting. He walked with him. He's seeing miracles happen. They, they got feeding 5,000, 4,000 and everything else with, with a couple of, a handful of fish. And Thomas still had to, had to put his hand in his nail scars and touch him to make sure that Jesus came back. Jesus said, look, I ain't, I'm, not, I'm not going to leave you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so there might be someone here asking the question. There might be someone here asking the question. How do I receive the Holy Spirit? I believe how do I how do I receive the Holy Spirit? That the only way we can receive the Holy Spirit is by genuinely letting Jesus Christ into our lives to be our Lord and Savior. We can say, "Yep, I believe in Jesus." But are we letting the Lord Jesus Christ dwell within us, meaning the Holy Spirit, and it will it will change us from the inside out. We can say, I can say I'm a believer all day long and and do and, and just sin. I could say that. But until I have an inward change, like look, this ain't this ain't me. This ain't this ain't what God has called me to do. This ain't what God has called me to do. Then I can't. I, I will never have that spirit within me. I'll have conviction. Yeah, this 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 ain't right, or this is right. This is wrong. I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. That's free will. Just like we have the free will to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Everybody, we know everybody is not going to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Everybody won't. And we already know that because we see the world that we live in. We already know that. And so what I'm saying is that, listen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 through 11 talks about the Holy Spirit being a helper. So I'm going to dive into that and we're going to get into it real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it's going to it's going to maybe explain a little bit more of, of what I'm talking about. So. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it, it's basically all about spiritual gifts. It's about spiritual gifts. Well, 1 through one through 11, basically the whole chapter is about spiritual gifts, but 1 through 11 is what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll, read, what, I'll read what the words say. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'll read 1 through 11. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when we were still when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. Mm. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is, is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but in but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, 
but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown language, speaking in tongues, while, they, while another is given the ability to interpret it, what is being said. It is, by, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So right there, going back to what I was talking about, the Holy Spirit will be a helper. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. The Holy Spirit is our direct connection back to God. He will give us our marching orders through Jesus Christ and through the Father God. He will give us what he wants us to do, where, it wants, where he wants us to go. That is how we hear God. First, we had to have an understanding of God himself which, like I said, again, which is the beginning of knowledge. And again, there are no, the only way we can get through to the Holy Spirit is by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the difference right there. That's where I'm trying to get at. There, we can say God, God is this, God is that. We can have God as our phones can be a God to us. And we might be doing great, great works but if we don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we just spinning our wheels for no, for no reason at all. Because we ain't going to get the inheritance that God said. And so, like I was saying, if we accept the Holy Spirit by, by way of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our life will be changed only for the better. Only for the better. If we drop down in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, a few verses uh, to 13, it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, it says, Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit, meaning we all share in Jesus Christ, let, let having him be the Messiah of our life, the Lord of our life, and, and not looking at idols as God, like or saying that Jesus Christ was only a good person or a Messiah or he was a prophet or he was all of these things. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And by way of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we will be comforted by the Holy Spirit. Because now we accept that. We accept that the Holy we accept that Jesus Christ came and changed our life. We accept that. And so with that, like I said, we it, from there, once we accept that and we know that, hey, we got our spiritual gifts that was revealed to us, now it's time for us to go out and do work. We can't just keep, we can't just be, you know, just sitting still and, and saying, yep, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a take it all in. No, we got to go out there and do work now because the spirit has been revealed to us. So we have to go out and reveal the spirit, reveal who Jesus Christ was, reveal who, what God has called us to do as believers and, and, and change the world. We have to be fishers of men. Matthew 4, 19, one of my favorite scriptures, follow me, meaning Jesus and I will show you how to be a fisher of man. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, listen, we can go on and on and on all night long about the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit because he dwells within me. He comforts me when I'm going through trials and tribulations. He's a helper. He's a comforter. Like I said, it's the bridge between the Father, the Son, and me. 
The Holy Spirit that's dwelling within me is always in direct connection with God and me. Even if we was to look at, I know it's a long verse, but Romans 8, Romans chapter 8, 1 through 17. From there, once we accept the Holy Spirit in our lives and get baptized through Jesus Christ and accept him as our Lord and Savior. Now we it talks about having a life that reflects the work of the Holy Spirit. So I, I want y'all to read Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 17 and look at particularly look at verse 9. So I'll read verse 9 because that's a uh that that's a verse that I want us to 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 look at. Romans 8 verse 9. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 and it says Once we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, verse 9 says, "But you are not controlled by your sinful nature." You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. I'll read verse 10. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. I'll keep going. The Spirit of God raises Jesus from raised Jesus from the dead and lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give you life to your mortal bodies in this same Spirit living within you. Right there. Right there. That testifies right there that by believing in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will dwell within you. And that's how we have the ear to God. That's the beginning of knowledge. It's a, like I said, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can't have the Father without the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our faith as believers in Jesus Christ, as Christians, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That right there is saying that once we accept the fact that we cannot bring peace to ourselves, and that we truly want the Holy Spirit to control us, we will never be on the outside of God's righteousness. We we just we just won't once we accept that. I mean, we there's ways to, like I said. Once we accept Christ and live according to his word, we would never be on the outside of God's righteousness. That's the key, living according to his word. Like I said, people believe, demons believe in Jesus Christ. They know who he is. Demons believe in Jesus Christ. Think about that. It ain't nothing good about a demon, but they know about Jesus Christ because they fell from heaven and they seen him at the right hand of the Father. Our, I want us to remember that our good works will not get us into heaven. Even if we did good works all of our lives, we were still born in sin. We are still born in sin. There it is right there. There it is right there. Through faith, not our own works. We can do Everything from the time we was born, never lied, and everything else, we are still born in sin. Born in sin. So that means we still have a sinful nature. We still have sin within us. That alone right there is hellbound. That alone right there is hellbound. It ain't nothing that we can do. I can't do in my own strength. Like I said, I can't I can't I'm glad I can't make my heart jump a beat. I can't I can't make the sun come up. But when we start questioning God, I think he'll do the same thing he did with Job. Job was a man after God. His faith was, was on 10. Then once he started questioning God, God said, all right, listen, answer this. We, we just can't because our God's thoughts is not our thoughts. We, we will never be able to, to reach God's thoughts. 
There you go. And enter into Jesus' rest. We, we just, come on. We, we can't. We can't. And so I, I urge us not to get caught up in, in back and forths with people of other faiths, what they believe in and everything else. We got to be on one accord with spreading the gospel. We got to be. We, we it's, if it's if it ain't about talking about the good news, what you saying? I don't even know what you're talking about. That's how we have to be as believers. All of us have to be. We have to have that that unity to all be on the same page. Jesus grants salvation is meant to cause us to live a life of. Humility and away from self-righteousness, self-righteous pride. There you go right there. He gave us the example. He came to earth and showed us the example on how to live a holy life. It's up to us to follow that. And we know how Satan works. We've seen it. We've seen it. We, well, we're not seeing it. We read it. With, when, he, when Jesus said the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted. Read, read your Bible. Because he knew he had to go through every example of life to give us, to show us what that is. He had to go through every step that we will go through in life to show us that there's a way out of every temptation. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's imperative. And like I said, as believers, we must, we must be on one accord. And, and not give in to this back and forth because then what are we doing? Satan wants us not to edify each other. Satan wants us to get in caught up in these frivolous frivolous talks about this and that and this and that. But once we once we see and recognize the plot of the enemy, we think we're doing something by shutting down this other religion, Muslims or whatever the case may be. We shutting them down. Or we're we're directly talking about Oh, this 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 deity or this people they, they sin and this and that. We're, we're not edifying them. If we not are, are out there being foot soldiers for the Lord, what are we doing? What are we doing? We see and experience God's love each and every each day, even after salvation. His new mercy is his expression expression of love. Amen. That's it right there. Every day I wake up and I, I put my feet on the ground. That's another day that God said, look, I love you. Go out there and do feed my sheep. Be a fisherman of me. Give the word of God. That's another day for an opportunity to, to bring somebody into the family of Christ. We're all brothers and sisters. And that's what I'm saying. We can't harbor what we know about the Holy Spirit. We can't harbor it. That's that's our comforter. That's when we when we when we get the nudge to start doing stuff, it's because of the Holy Spirit. When we got the nudge to get out there and start preaching and, and giving the word and, and saying, look, and just randomly, just randomly, like ask somebody about what, what what's your faith? What do you do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you know that's the whole that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. There you go. We eat, we live, eat, and drink unto the Lord daily. This is the true communion. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jesus said, this is my body which has been broken. He's been broken, I think, and gave everybody the Holy Spirit. That's that's what it, listen. Jesus, when Jesus was walking the earth, he couldn't have been, he he could, because he's God. But he physically, he couldn't be everywhere at every time. Once he left, he gave us the Holy Spirit, meaning he can be everywhere. He can be in anybody. All at once. That's why he had to leave. That's what the scriptures say. I, I, I must go. I gotta go. So I just wanted to encourage somebody. I want to encourage somebody. And, and listen, it don't have to be right now, but if you don't know who Jesus Christ is. Pray to God. Pray that God reveals who his son is. And that is the only way. That is the only way. Accepting Jesus Christ. 
becoming a baptized, born-again believer, confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's the only way we'll see the kingdom of heaven. There you go right there. We are baptized into Jesus' death by the Holy Spirit and fire and born alive from the dead. There it is. So my brothers and sisters, I am praying that we go out there and reach and teach and give somebody some encouragement, help somebody, and tell them about the Lord. Because we never know, the scripture says, we could be entertaining angels and not even know them. And not even know them. God has called us. He, we are in... We are in the family now. We have been grafted in. So we got to go out there and we got to be, we got to, we got to feed the sheep. We got to give the word of God and not give a word of God in a, in a condemning way, but in a way of love. When we're gentle, but still bold, that's how we get Christ's point across. That's how we get the word of God to, to, to pierce people's hearts. When we go out there and be like this, you, 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 mm -mm. they're going to turn away real quick. But when we can gently and boldly can talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in a way that it's not overpowering or ever overbearing, but in a way of love, compassion, that's how we'll get people to come into the realization that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So I want to hold y'all up. Um, I pray that this was, uh, I pray that this was, was good. I hope it was encouraging. Um, a little insight about the Holy Spirit that I was studying on and, and wanted to share. And I pray, like I said, I, I pray that we go out there and, and let people know about Jesus Christ, not get involved in, like the scripture says, in, in, in senseless debates, because it ain't doing nothing for us. If we're not on a mission, if we ain't, if we, if we not tunnel vision for Christ, we're going to get distracted because this is Satan's playground. This is Satan's playground and he don't want the word of God to be spread. So I pray that everybody have a good night. I pray that everybody be blessed. I pray that somebody comes to Christ who don't know Christ. And uh, yeah, have a good night, everybody.